Councillor Damien Brady would like to wish Templeport and the management team the very best of luck in today's Junior Championship final. Councillor Sean Smith sends his best wishes to the Templeport team, club and management for Sunday's final. Best wishes to Corner Fane in the final from Thomas McGibney Accountants, Virginia. Andy Cronin, Baron Lounge Balagna, wishes Corner Fane the best of luck in the Junior final. Good luck and best wishes to Templeport from Bernard McManus Construction, Mullenacre, Ballyconnell. Charlie Boylan and all the staff in Crestoni Tractors wishes Cornafane the very best of luck in the junior final on Sunday. Best of luck to the Reds against Templeport in Sunday's junior championship final from Rita Martin and Co. Solicitors, Main Street, Virginia. Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. Club V is Calvin's best over 21s entertainment venue. With state-of-the-art lighting and sound system, VIP room with bar, as well as a cocktail bar, outdoor heated and fully seated smoking area, so you can sit, relax and take time to catch up with friends. Club V opens every Saturday night and holiday Sunday at 11pm. To find out more about Club V and our upcoming events, follow us on Twitter or become a fan on Facebook. Club V Virginia at the Riverfront Hotel. Looking for somewhere for a post-match point to catch up on the crack and discuss the game? Why not call in to Michael Mooney at the Sleeve Ross Bar, College Street in Cavan Town. The Sleeve Ross is famed for its warm, friendly atmosphere and great points. So drop in to Michael and staff today. You won't be disappointed. Celtic Warrior, crafted pale ale from the Highland Brewing Company. Born of the land in the hills of Breffney, our beer is crafted with our Celtic legacy in mind. Find us on Facebook. Enjoy Celtic Warrior responsibly and visit drinkaware.ie. Imagine your wedding day with unparalleled service, commanding views and mature grounds on one of Ireland's most beautiful family-run countryside estates. Located on our private shores of Loch Sheelan, Crover House Hotel in Cavan offers a personal service to each couple. A limited number of 2016 wedding packages are still available. Call 049-8540-206 today. Our unique location for your unique occasion. Crover House Hotel. Everyone's talking about Luna Bar, Cavan's most vibrant new venue. With our big screen TVs, live music every weekend and free function room, we cater for everyone. 
Luna Bar, Main Street Cavan, the newest hotspot in town. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome you all here tonight. Um, I'd like to welcome Damien Donoghue and Paul Fitzpatrick here. Um, it's great to see the two of them here. I'd like to congratulate them on their um, We Are Calvin this year. They're supplying a great service uh, to the people. Uh, it's great to people can hear all the games that Calvin going on, especially those who are abroad. And it's a great service that they're giving everybody, and I'd like to congratulate on the success of that. Um, I'd like to welcome you all here, all... great to see so many um, past players here. Uh, I'd like to thank um, everyone in the parish and the surrounding areas for all the support that they've given the players over the last two weeks in the build-up to the final. Uh, we've been overwhelmed by all your support. I'd like to thank all of our um, sponsors who have sponsored us over the last two weeks in the build-up to the final. Uh, your generosity uh, means an awful lot to us and the team. And I hope to see you all in Breathney Park tomorrow to cheer us on. And please, God, uh, be here tomorrow evening when we bring the cup back. I'm going to hand you over to um, going to hand you back over to um, Damien now, and he's going to introduce some um, players from the 1968 team. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much, Martin, and uh, welcome everybody to the Keeper's Arms, and, and welcome to everybody who's listening in. We're, we're going out live on the World Wide Web, the Tenternet, as we call it. Um, but I'm sure there is a few people listening around the world and just looking. There is lots of them. Um, we're delighted to be joined up on stage here by three members of the 1968 winning team, uh, Sean Kelleher, Leo McCaffrey, and Kieran Maguire. But firstly, Paul Fitzpatrick from the anglo Celtic from Weir Cavan is going to, uh, I suppose, summarise the season of 1968 for Tampleport. Uh, thanks very much. I hope everyone can hear me all right. I uh, just want to reciprocate what Damien said. It's great to be here in Tampleport, or in Bombay, and I'm a Red Hills man myself. I often play football against Tampleport, and I'm still sore from it after all these years. So hopefully the corner fan boys will be sore tomorrow night as well. Um, just uh, going to give a brief rundown of the 1968 season. Uh, most of the information I got came from the Anglo-Celt archive so if there's, if there's any mistakes in it you can, you can blame Eamon Gaffney or whoever wrote it at the time uh, 1968 Templeport opened their campaign by knocking out Arva and they followed up with a good win against Kildallan reports in the Celt archives are sketchy enough on some of those games but they definitely followed up beating Kildallan with a good win against Black Lion by 2-5 to 1-5 in Beltorbet the anglo said report said that the game was fairly good to watch and the closeness of the scoring kept the excitement high throughout. Both sets of forwards missed some easy scoring chances, but it was a grueling day for playing football. The anglo said reporter also said that Templeport won the toss and they played with the hill in the first half, so that doesn't say much for the pitch in Bethorba. 
Black Lions started well and hit the post with the goalkeeper PJ Dolan beaten but a great goal from Dolan for Templeport left it 1-2 to 3 points at half time in the, in the second half Jackie Darcy sent the ball which Kevin Dolan flicked to the net but Black Lion came back with a goal and a point to leave a point in it then Templeport started to play their best football and Kieran Maguire tapped over a couple of frees Black Lion pressed hard but PJ McCarthy was brilliant at the back for Templeport and best for Templeport on the day were PJ McCarthy, Jackie Darcy Frankie Dolan, Cayman Dolan and Karen Morgan in the semi-final Templeport beat Kiligari with a brilliant first half performance they were well in control at half time and the Celt noted that on the strength of the first half they probably would have beaten any team in the county but the second half Kiligari came back and they dominated right up until full time and Templeport were left hanging on for a very slender win even after that the Celt was still very impressed with Templeport before the final and in the preview they said that Templeport have come onto the scene with a bang and their display in the semi-final when beating the strong Kiligari side should not be taken lightly in the final Templeport were up against Calvin Gales it was a town against country clash the Gales had lost in the senior championship a couple of weeks before that and they had never won the junior championship the Gales had beaten Bally Hayes and had a big win against Drumbavaddy they bet Bailbor and then they bet their neighbours Butler's Bridge in the, in the semi-final <coughs> so in the lead up to the game all the talk was that it, it would centre around the battle between PJ McCaffrey and Maxie McDonald who was the full forward for Calvin Gales the Gales were rated as, a, as being a bit dodgy at the back but midfield was expected to be even between Hugh McCafferty and Paddy Riley and Sean Kelleher and Emmett Mullally Emmett Mullally was, was mentioned in the Celt as a great high fielder who had a great game against Kiligari Templeport had a great goal threat up front they had scored 4-5 in the semi-final against Kiligari but the Gales had also scored 6-2 against Drummavaddy and they were rated as having a very dangerous forward line the Celt said that Liam McCaffrey along with Kevin du- Dolan, Kieran Maguire and Cahill Dolan were all potential match winners the final was played in Breffley Park in the middle of October and it ended in a draw Cavan Gales 2-2, Templeport 8 points in very heavy conditions Templeport built up a 6 point lead having played with the wind in the first half but the Celt said they had some unbelievable misses the Templeport defence was very strong PJ McCaffrey had a particularly good game Kevin McCaffrey, Sean Smith and Pat Pryor also did very well and the midfield were on top Sean Kelleher and Leo McCaffrey pointed early on but Templeport kicked a lot of wides before Jackie Darcy got a point. They then had a shot cleared off the line and hit the post. And, and Leo McCarthy added a point before halftime to leave it six points to one. In the second half, Kieran Maguire had Templeport's last score, but Teddy O'Neill landed a goal for the Gales to force a replay, which wasn't played until the 10th of November. By that stage, Templeport hadn't won a junior championship since 1942, but they ended the famine when they won the replay by 2-4 to 1-3 at Breffley Park. The Celt said that the conditions were anything but ideal and a mud-splattered pitch together with a strong wind made football difficult. The Gales were 1-1 up, up within a couple of minutes but by half-time Templeport were level. And the Celt had a bit of a dig at Templeport. They said that as they showed in the drawing game, they lacked the finer arts of football but what they lacked in f- finesse they made up for in determination. <laughs> I think that was, an, that was a nice way of saying the Tyranny boys were too soft for the Templeport boys. Pierce Gilroy got, got the early goal for the Gales after the ball came off the crossbar but Liam McCarthy came back with a point Kieran Maguire got a goal and Seamus McGovern held, got another point to help Templeport go in level at half time and Templeport played great stuff in the second half McGovern got another point and they went into the lead for the first time with a point from Kevin Dolan after a bad kick out and the game was settled when a centre from Sean Smith was finished to the net by Seamus McGovern and, and Templeport were champions for the first time in 26 years 
And just to run you through the Tepe Port team before I hand over, the Tepe Port team was PJ Dolan, Kevin McCaffrey, PJ McCaffrey, Karen Morgan, Sean Smith, and the centre half back was there as S. Brennan, but I'm told that was actually Frankie Dolan. Pat Pryor was a wing half back, middle of the field was Emmett Mullally and Sean Kelleher. The half forward line was, was Leo McCaffrey, Kevin Dolan, and, and uh, Darcy. And the full forward line was John Eves, Seamus McGovern, and Akira Maguire. And there was one sub used on the day that was PJ Brady. Yeah, so that was uh, the 1968 championship, and I suppose we're joined by some of the, the stars of that campaign. Um, Sean, I suppose we'll start with you. Paul ran through the entire season there. The, the first couple of games are kind of a little bit vague, but can you bring us back to the hour of the game at the very start of it all? How did, where was that game played, and can you can you remember much about it? No, I can't remember. I can't remember what happened yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> was, was there something about a cow and a calf or something? No. Uh, my wife says to me. Um, you know, did you uh, put out? Did you put out the laundry? And I say, what laundry? I can't. I can't remember. I can't remember. So uh, to go back that far now is is a, is a real problem for us at this stage. The only thing is, it it is it it is a very happy memory. That's all I can say. And I would. I would. I would ho- be hopeful that the present team would would. Uh, would value the opportunity of being in a final as we were at that time which it was very special and a very special club to be able to play in a final and hopefully tomorrow all the players will will uh, appreciate the privilege that it is to line out for Templeport in a junior final and uh, give their best and hopefully they'll be successful Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Uh, Leo, I suppose just looking back then on, on it, I thought the comment about the Anglo Celts saying what they lack in finesse, they make up in determination, but it's nearly, it's nearly a polar opposite to this young Templeport team going into the game tomorrow, but were you really that dirty of a team? No, no, not at all. No, no, no. No, I wouldn't accept that. Sorry, I wouldn't accept that at all. Not by any means, no, no. We had some good footballers, mostly good footballers, yeah. The, 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 the comment was some good footballers you must have had a lot of good footballers looking down through the team yeah well obviously we had we had a couple of very hard games in that uh, I have no recollection of the RV game at all that you mentioned but uh, Kildallan I think I'm right in saying that'd be right and um, Black Lion games they were very tough games yeah. and they were very hard hard won hard fought hard won yes the Black Lion game was played in Biltorbe won by a goal um, mm. can you remember who got the goals or who, who done the score on that day no it's a long way back no it's a uh, but looking looking ahead then into into the as you went into the semi-final against Killigarry it was a, a really big game it was yes 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 yeah maybe we I thought we played above ourselves but we had a very good victory in a pretty high scoring game alright yeah, yeah. It, it really was and, and then as you say you pushed on into the county final and after the replay beat the Gales but you're, you're looking can you tell us a bit about the Templeport team of the of the era of, of that time of 68 like who had you got who were the county men who were the stars well uh, Frankie Dolan was on the team Pedro, P, P, Frankie wouldn't have been on the county team then was he no Pedro McCaffrey would have been had been playing for the count, ex-county player yeah Pedro McCaffrey regarding that 
regarding that, my memory of it was uh, the training prior to it. Uh, we trained up at PJ Dolan's house, wouldn't that be right? Which probably, what, uh, one light? Yeah, it was very, very primitive. Right. We did the training, I recall, for that, all right. And uh, we got our success. And, and moving on, Kieran, I suppose, you know, t training is so important nowadays, but back then, how often were you training? Oh, we were training about uh, three times a week, twice during the week, and once uh, uh, practicing on a match on a, on a Sunday, you know, about three times a week. And uh, as Leo mentioned, we, we played under lights. Uh, PJ Dolan, our goalie, uh, put up three or four posts in his front field, and uh, there were bulbs attached. So we did, I suppose we had a half an acre of ground lit up anyway. And it meant we could train at night because the season was wearing on a lot at that time. Uh, you're talking about October, November when we were playing the semi-final and final, and uh, we we had to train. Otherwise, we wouldn't be fit to play <laughs> at all. You know. Yeah, it, it's, it's phenomenal looking, yeah. looking back. The effort that had to be put in even back then. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And so there was a great interest, great enthusiasm. We were winning all our league games as well as the championship matches, and it was progressing steadily because the previous years we, we didn't have any success at all or, or even near success but 68 was a year where we went steadily from good to better and better to better again you know we, we progressed all the time we didn't, we didn't lose a league game or a championship match uh, and, and, until we had a draw in the final and then we won the replay I suppose uh, as Leo mentioned the highlight game was the semi-final against Kiligari uh, we played above uh, above ourselves because Kilgarry were a very useful, uh, good passing team. They, they believed a lot in combination football, but we matched them on the day. I don't know why that happened, but uh, we did match them on the day and and shaded it. You know, even though they were coming back strongly in the second half, we still shaded it. You know. And just looking, there a big crowd in Kingsburn. Was there a big crowd in Kingsburn or in Breathly Park? It wasn't Kingsburn Breathly Park by then. Uh, there was a good, uh, there was a good crowd in the match. Definitely, there's great enthusiasm. All right, yeah. And yeah. just going back then and to, to bonfires when we came home, bonfires on the street and all the rest, and speeches on the corner down there. And the <laughs> I can remember Ian <laughs> and Riley and different people standing up on the wall to just like Hyde Park corner, or making their speeches. <laughs> Yeah. Did the celebrations go on for long, Sean? Yeah, they did. They've, they've, as you can see tonight, they're continuing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and in fact, that's that's the interesting thing about winning the junior championship. It it uh, it allows you to celebrate yourself for for decades for your life. You know, that's the one thing about the players tomorrow. I do hope that they realise how special it is to be in the final, and I'm sure they will, because it does allow you to, uh, well, you know, celebrate your own success and the achievement of it for, for, your, for your entire life. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing to be able to be, to be, be able to have achieved. And I think all of us here... Uh, well, what, what I was thanks very much. What I was saying is all of us here really appreciate to be part of the club that allowed that to happen and allowed us to have that for our lifetime. Yeah. And you know, it, it, uh, 
celebrated with our families or our children or our, our parish and allow us to come back tonight. Thanks very much. And be part of it again. So it is a wonderful thing. It's absolutely brilliant, no doubt. Um, and, and hopefully it will go on forever. Causing that one. There's a mic end just been lifted, that's alright. Um, yeah, but looking back, I, I think somebody told me that, that you, you were down as a different name in the final. Yeah, but that's just a common thing up around Templeport that <laughs> you just don't like using your own names. No, there's a, there's a story to that. Tell on. I'm not sure how interested people are, but. In '68, Frankie Dolan, who's not, who I'm sure is represented here tonight, and he's represented tomorrow, thankfully, on the pitch. Uh, Frankie Dolan. Apologies. It's Brendan Fay spitting, is it? <laughs> no. That might be. How's the Frankie Dunn was the Roy Keane of our team. Would that be right? Or the, the budding Roy Keane of the Templeport team. And uh, Frankie and I were in Maynooth College at that time. And um, in, in those days, Maynooth students were not allowed out to play matches. But uh, PJ Dolan's wife, Mary, had influence with one of the senior members of the Minute staff and uh, that, that allowed Frankie and I to get out for the final Lovely. But, but it was a draw as you know the first match ended up as a draw now all the credits were used up so we couldn't really start again for the next day so Frankie and I had a sort of sneak our way out for the final and in order to prevent any kind of um, recrimination when we went back we disguised our presence through the Celt so that's how the names were different so and uh, we, we sort of jumped on the bus after the match that's why you couldn't answer your first question you don't remember we missed all the celebrations we missed all the celebrations but I do want to point out, I don't know about Frankie, but certainly in my case, I've made up for it since I've been celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> I've no doubt, I've absolutely no doubt. It's, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. I suppose looking back on, on the whole occasion, Kieran, what, what was the standout memory for you of, of 68? Oh, sure, different players. Uh, Leo here beside me was good at put over points. Sean and I remember Larry were two good midfielders, so we had finesse and catching balls anyway. You know, and I can still see uh, Paige and McCaffrey coming out with balls and Killy Gary forwards falling to, to his left and falling to his right. <laughs> All you do is lift an arm and they, they fell to one side. He <laughs> was very, very strong. Brilliant. Uh, of course, PJ. PJ was a couple goalkeeper, but. Um, uh, well, every player had their own little talent, and so I would say that today's team probably may have even a little bit more finesse than we <laughs> had. And Not uh, now, but uh, because uh, they're more highly trained from the were they were young fellas, you know, we weren't. We didn't get the same training opportunities growing up as they did. I don't believe, and. Uh, 
that would be the difference. But for what we lacked, if, if we did lack a little bit of finesse, was we made it certainly had the uh, determination already and the will to win, you know. And, uh, but I'd like to take this opportunity to wish the lads every success tomorrow. I think they can do it. They really have the skills of the, of the game off, and, uh, and between themselves and the management, I think they can put it off against a very good Cornerfane team. So I'd, I'd wish, if, if there's anyone listen, any of them listening, I wish them the very, very best. Just to, just to finish off, Leo, um, you know, the, the, the club then pushed on, in, or in 68, obviously, it was it was nine years until until you won another championship, but what happened the following few years? How did Templeport progress after 68? Yeah, there was a bit, 69, 70. It's just the end of Apologies, folks. Sorry about that. Write that one down. Uh, there was a little bit of a lull uh, for a few years because uh, older players retired, or, uh, and uh, the club had to wait for younger players again to come on the scene, and who, who, who had even more talent than the '68 lads, I would suggest. Um, and they eventually won a senior league in '75 and an intermediate championship in '77. Yeah. So we entered a, very, a golden era of very high-class footballers during the 70s and 80s. It really was the start of something it, very special. It was, it was. It was indeed. Well, look at uh, thanks to the to the three lads, to Sean, to Leo, and to Kieran. And uh, look, at, it was great, great crack talking to you. And look, at, we'll, uh, we we'll, we'll keep the whole thing going on. Um, do you want to say something more, Sean? No, just thanks, and I wish them well tomorrow. Hopefully, it be a, a bigger celebration tomorrow night. Hopefully best so. Of luck. And yeah. Leo? I'd like to wish the lads well tomorrow and wish them the best of luck. No problem, Leo, yeah. We're we sure they, they all heard that one, no problem at all. So, folks, uh, a big round of applause there for Sean Kelleher, Leo McCaffrey, and for Kieran Maguire from the 1968 winning team for Templeport. Um, we're going to move on now, and we're going to start having a, a quick chat about the 19... 77 team and Paul Fitzpatrick is going to recap on, on that year as well so you can have a seat let's thank you very much so folks uh, 19, 1977 here recap by Paul Fitzpatrick uh, I just want to say thanks very much to the, to the lads there uh, looking at 19 <coughs> excuse me looking at 1977 through the archives of the Anglo South Cayman Dolan was the Templeport manager and it, it was a great year for football in West Cavan in general because Kildallan won the junior championship the week before um, Templeport won the intermediate championship and that was the first time in Templeport's history that they won the intermediate the, the team was building for a few years and they had lost to Virginia by a couple of points in, in 1975 in the final and they were knocked out by Kingscourt in 1976 but they had won a senior league final against Anna which wasn't played until March of 76 so the, the team was coming on strong in 77 they had a bye into the quarterfinals and they met Castle a close game was expected, but Templeport hit form and they won by 10 points. In the semi-final, they played a very good Lavi team and they beat them in a replay and they only just pulled away in the late on in the replay. So in the final, they were pitted against one of the kingpins of Cavan football, Mullerhorn, and it was rated as one of the best finals that was played in Breffney Park throughout the 70s by, by the reporter in the Anglo-Celt. He said the game far outshone the, se the senior final for entertainment value, coupled with excitement, tension, tough exchanges and some well-taken scores and the large crowd loved every minute of it. Mullerhorn had a lot of play, but they wasted too many chances and Templeport punished them. The reporter said that Templeport were far more dangerous in attack 
and accepted their opportunities with greater skill and deservedly gained the honours. There was a lot of nerves on both sides early on and again in the second half when only five scores were recorded. In the sixth minute of the match, Owen Martin scored a great goal for Templeport and a minute later they got another boost when Porrick Martin was fouled in the square and John Joe Martin came up from the fence and slotted home the penalty. But Mullerhorn came back a minute later with a goal of their own. Mel Kiernan landing the goal even though they were suspicious of a square ball. Templeport landed a, a, a massive blow then in the 20th minute when John Joe Martin got injured in a tangle with John Dalton and had to go off. But his departure spurred Templeport on and they switched Frankie Dolan from full forward to full back and he played a dominant role as they went in a half time leading by three points. A point each from Porrick and Owen Martin stretched Templeport's lead to four, eight minutes into the second half. And there was a gap of 14 minutes before they landed their next point for Chris McCaffrey. In the meantime, Mullerhorn raised just one white flag and missed a lot of chances. And the Anglo-Cell said that Templeport played with commendable spirit and endured periods of incessant pressure to good effect. The switch of Frankie Dolan to defence saw the, scaven, the Calvin defender at his best and his presence had a steady influence on his colleagues. Goalkeeper Aidan Green was kept busy and John Joe Martin until injured dealt capably with any situation. Jim McAweeney, Michael Heary, Gabriel Fee, Sean Martin and Brian McCarran held firm under pressure. In the Templeport attack, Park Martin had a fine game in the half-forward line and his brother Owen, along with Chris and Leo McCaffrey and Joe McGovern, gave valuable support. The game had been, had been started by Father Jack Boylan, who was a Mullerhorn and Calvin star of the 40s, who was home on holiday and he threw in the ball. After John Joe Martin's injury, he was removed by ambulance to hospital where he was treated for a concussion. But he was fit to, he was fit to come home and celebrate with the team later on. And the Templeport team on the, on the day was Aidan Green was in goals. The full back line was Michael Heary, John Joe Martin and Jim McAweeney. The half back line was Brian McKernan, Sean Martin and Gabriel Fee. Middle of the field was Seamus Martin and Phil Kelly. The half forward line was Joe McGovern, Owen Martin and Park Martin. The full forward line was Leo McCaffrey, Frankie Dolan and Chris McCaffrey. And the subs that came on were PJ McManus and Damian McGoldrick. Yeah, so that was the intermediate winning team of uh, 1977 for Templeport. And with, with Thomas Doonan's nod, who's available to come up and have a quick chat with us about it. Have, have we uh, any of the Martin brothers, Owen, Porrick, Seamus? Are they all there? Could we get the three Martin brothers maybe up to have a quick chat with us here? Well, Phil's just coming up. Um, Joe McKiernan has been in contact there online. He just wants to wish Templeport the very best of luck and uh, himself and Danny Ball, who are listening in in Sydney at the minute. So uh, thanks thanks to have them. Great to have the lads tuned in all the way at the other side of the world. Phil, thanks very much for coming up and chatting to us. Um, I suppose, lads, we'll, we'll start just by talking about um, the, the, how the Intermediate Championship broke down um, and, and you ended up in a quarter final without having played a game at all. Can you explain how that happened in, in 1977 or can you remember? Not really but uh, there weren't very many teams in intermediate level at that time. There were a lot of teams in junior and a lot of teams in senior and uh, intermediate. I think there were eight or nine teams in it but uh, we uh, got the, the good side of the job that year. The but uh, you know we weren't getting anything. We had a, a as you know, we had a replay in the second round, so we still had to play our four matches to get through. You still did, yeah. you still did. I, I suppose building it back up, uh, the, the previous two years, you had been beaten by the team that went on to win the Intermediate Championship, but you had good pedigree because you had a senior league from the 1975, I, I think, Phil. Or I wasn't played in 1975, but um, I think the base of the team came together in 
74 when Woodford Gales came together and it gave us great experience because we played um, the senior final in 74 right at semi-final 75 so um, sorry I'm just not sure if that mic is actually catching at all um, we'll just actually we'll give you that pull this one out of the way The base the tip. I joined actually in '77, so um, I was a latecomer to Temple Port. I played for Devon before that, actually, you know. Right. Uh, right. But I married in the Temple Port, so that uh, kind of tied me with them. Were, were you a really bit of a journeyman? Did you did you play with many clubs? Uh, not that many, no. <laughs> Any many counties? Uh, well, two counties. <laughs> <laughs> How did that come about? Uh, well, I came to Cavan and um, I played with Cavan and. Um, I was kind of talked into playing with Donegal after I've never with Donegal, so uh, uh, God rest me, Father, give out to me when I did the butcher. Listen, <laughs> it is indeed. It, is. it was a mistake at the time, but we, we got over that. <laughs> and looking then back onto the uh, the, the quarter final against uh, Castle Rahan, I suppose that was that was a really big game because Castle Rahan were were well fancied at that stage, were they? Yeah, Castle Rahan were fancied. Sorry, Castle Hammer fans are all right, but I think I think uh, on the day we took them pretty well. Now. Yeah, it it ended up with a ten point win. That's great. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, can, yeah. can you remember much about the game, Seamus? Quite honestly, I can't really. Uh, in fact, the first thing I would like to say is to compliment you boys on the fantastic service that you are given to football and cabin. You know. Thank you very much. Frankly, Dolan was mentioned earlier on, and I think it's fantastic. After every game, I get a text message within a few minutes, and he knows more about the game than I actually know myself. You know, so fair to tell you guys, you're doing a fantastic job. And honestly, I do not remember a thing about the castle. It's uh, it, from, from what I've been told anyway, it ended up with a ten-point victory, which, uh, which which was a big, big win, and it was probably the nucleus for you is to maybe get the belief to go on and win the competition out, win the championship out. I remember at the time, um, we, as you said earlier, we were playing a senior league, and uh, we used to set up ourselves as an intermediate team when. Um, any of the senior teams came to one by that would make life as difficult as possible for them. And I think for about four or five years at the time, we were unbeaten in the, in the old pitch in Bonnball. Don't know whether that was good for us at all, whether we look back at it, the pitch was close. The dimensions were a little smaller than Bethley Park, and everywhere. maybe, you know, maybe in hindsight, if we hadn't been as successful there, uh, <laughs> you know, you might have learned more lessons at the time. Like, you know, but, um, it was very difficult to get out of uh, the intermediate grade, uh, to get into the, like, the senior championship. But uh, we, were, we had a pretty competitive team at the time, like, you know, and, uh, yeah, you, you, you look back on, then onto the semi final against Lavi, and it was a very, very tight game, Phil, but in the end you, you pulled away, but it was, it was a tough battle. Yeah, I, I remember, the, I remember the, the first match, it was a very, very tight game. And I think we got a crucial decision near the end of the game to draw it. But um, I think in the second game, we, we, we were fairly comfortable. We won it. Uh, not too bad, you know. But uh, I think uh, the first match was... Lavi were disappointed not to win it. But yeah. we won the second one hand, you know. 
and then Seamus moving on in, into the final then it was against Mullerhorn uh, you have to be careful what you say about Mullerhorn because my father's a Mullerhorn man and I think he was tugged out that day against you boys but the Mullerhorn you, you know what you're going to get when you like to play Mullerhorn well we were well aware of what we were going to get but uh, the onslaught I think even before the throw in <laughs> was unbelievable <laughs> but we were ready for it and uh, shipped whatever came our way and went on to win the match in a, in a very very good game and we were obviously delighted to, uh, to, to win it but um, you know all these memories are fantastic but this is all about tomorrow indeed and tomorrow we have um, a group of young men lining out for us who I believe are probably the best group that maybe we ever had and there are a few young fellas that uh, maybe weren't in a position to play this year uh, their peers and if, when they join them and we have a tremendous underage setup as well so we have kids coming through right back to under eight and I have no confidence that uh, these are uh, fantastic confidence that these boys will win the match tomorrow and our club is going from strength to strength. You know, we've been all day about the past, but it's all about the future. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Owen, when you do when you do look back at at the the reason why you're in the junior final, it has to all go back to the development of the grounds in in Bombay here and the work that's been done at underage in the last ten, maybe fifteen years. Well, absolutely. I'm, I'm away from home a long, long time now, and um, you know, I, I kind of uh, put my toe in the water now and again, and I keep uh, track of what's going on and I'm um, always in contact with Sean as well but I mean I, I've been up and down here for the last number of years looking at uh, under 10, under 12, under 14 days. Uh, this present team now that I'm playing tomorrow uh, have been in, I don't know, Sean's a great man to talk to about this uh, he, they have been in countless families uh, and uh, I have been lucky enough to see them in two or three of those families and they have you know they're winners, they know how to win, and I hope that they can go on and do again tomorrow uh, what they've done on several occasions over the last seven or eight years. And uh, to pick up your point, uh, yeah, there has been tremendous development on and off the field here over the years. Uh, great workers, there's always been people in this parish to put their shoulders to the wheel and uh, to work hard, and uh, the evidence of the hard work is a couple of hundred yards up the road there. We have a couple of great pitches, and uh, I, I, as I say, uh, I'm told that we have uh, an under 18 there recently that won uh, uh, a tournament in Germany, uh, a blitz there at the weekend. We have uh, an under 12 team, I think, that won a, 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 a county championship there recently. Uh, the girls in the, in the parish have been successful over the last number of years at several different levels. Um, we have uh, one county titles at a variety of underage uh, levels over the last number of years. And uh, we have a bunch of lads going to Buffy Park tomorrow who are afraid of nobody. And uh, I'm sure that they will give a very, very good account of themselves. And uh, I'm expecting good things. Yeah. Seamus, I suppose maybe just to take the opportunity to give a bit of credit to the people who have worked so hard at underage and have done so much work on the development around the area. But, you know, this, this underage team, I know there are a number of teams involved, but th there's, there's people obviously within the parish who work tirelessly to get them to this point. Well, I'm delighted to get the opportunity to comment on that because we have fantastic support 
from the committee right down to particularly the parents. I have to compliment, I was involved myself, I was lucky enough to be involved with the underage setup for the last over 10 years. And I have to compliment one group in particular. That's the mothers of Templeport. They have been fantastic. You know, we, we started this uh, development, look, there were guys involved in underage football before I get, became involved. And I really have only been on the periphery of it. But um, we have something going on in the parish at the moment, which is fantastic. The guys that worked so hard to put the grounds together their first start. We have grounds that are, I think, the best in Ireland. And I, I mean that, the best in Ireland. Um, we have underage coaches, have um, the chairman and committee who are totally dedicated to the future of the club. And I think we really are going to yeah, they definitely are. Let the echo that because you have facilities down here that are the envy of not just the, the county but the country. We've we've seen that across the board. But um, I, maybe just Phil to to to, um, to draw it close. This this Temple Port team tomorrow, everybody knows what their skill level are about, what their what their ability on the ball is about. But Cornerfin are going to bring a physical physical battle to them. You know, are the young boys going to be fit to handle this one? Well, the I just take it back to last week when everybody said that Kerry are going to walk over Dublin, Dublin a young team. I think Templeport are a young team coming with a bit of speed. They don't fear anybody. I saw them play on the level because Seamus used to insist as good at Northern game now and again. But uh, I think they're capable of Bethany Park with the wide open spaces of taking on anything, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, they are, they are indeed. Um, just Seamus, where, where would you where would you bring the comparisons back to '77? Is there, are there any players that are nearly mirroring the players from back then, like fathers to sons? Or are there probably a lot of comparisons, but um, I would be very concerned that this young group are allowed to establish their own identity. You know, we had a good team in the '70s. We probably should have won more than we did. Everybody says we should have. That's in the past. These guys are fantastic, and we're probably lucky enough that there are a very large number of them. So hopefully, peer pressure will keep them together. And um, we're very lucky. I, I, I sincerely hope that we put out our own under 21 team this year, because we're one of the few parishes, rural parishes in Ireland who could have a very, very strong under-21 team, you know. So that kind of underlines the strength and depth we have at that level. But look at it. I'm confident about tomorrow. We're going to win that match. I have total confidence in my office. Very good. Absolutely brilliant. Well, look at folks, I want to thank uh, Seamus and Owen and Phil for coming up and chatting to us and reminiscing a little bit, but more, more importantly, looking forward to a wonderful day tomorrow. Hopefully it goes well for Tampleport. As long as the Court of Fame people aren't listening to me saying that, I'll be all right. So, uh, again, thanks to, to Phil Kelly, to Owen and to Seamus Martin from the 1977 team um, that won the Intermediate Championship for Templeport. So what we're going to do now, folks, is we're going to keep the, keep the show rolling here and we're going to move on, uh, what are we, 18 years forward into the future to 1995 when it was Tommy Doonan and, and a few other boys like that around Templeport that decided they were going to push on and win a junior championship. 
to, to match the intermediate medal from 1977 but Paul Fitzpatrick again is going to sum up what happened in 1985 for us. I don't know who's coming up. Well, I think actually we might do a call up. Adrian McGovern will definitely come up and have a chat with us, I'm sure. And we'll, we'll have uh, Thomas Dune in there if he's about. I don't know, Thomas is fairly shy. He doesn't really like to talk, but he might just come up and have a quick chat with us. And who else have we got there? Maybe Daisy, Daisy Kelleher? Manus, Manus McManus as well actually, sorry, because Manus, he was captain I believe back in, in 95, so if Manus can, come on ahead, come on up as well, we'll squeeze on in, there's room for everybody, so there is. Good stuff, good stuff, we'll pull, Shane might come up as well, give you that one there, Thomas, you have one, Paul, Sorry, not too sure. Some of these mics aren't great, so they're loud enough to be heard anyway. So, yeah, but I as Shane, Shane McGuire, is Shane there as well? If Shane would like to come up to us as well, have, have a quick chat with us, there's plenty of room up here. So, there is, we'll pull that one out of the way. Sorry, yeah, pull that out just watch around the night. Watch that. There we go. Lovely. So what we'll do is we, we'll start off, uh, Paul Fitzpatrick will recap the, the season in 1995 for us. Okay, I hope everyone can, everyone can hear me here. Um, can you hear yourself? In, in 1995, the championship started for Tampa Port in early July. And they beat Bally McHugh by two points in Balanya by 3-10 to 4-5. What was very interesting about that game was Temple Port were nine points there. But Thomas Dunham scored 2-1, Desi Keller scored 1-1, and Shane McGuire scored four points. And it was a massive comeback, and Temple Port came back and won the game, which got them up and running. The next day out, they drew against Lacken, and their battling qualities were, were shown again when they came from behind, and Des Keller converted three famous injury time frees. Steal it one nine to one nine to finish. And uh, talking to the Tampa Port boys this week, they said that, w that was Kelleher's finest hour. So we'll try and give, give a little blast about that. They went on to beat Montreal Connacht by a single point in Kiligary. And the whole county sat up and took notice when they bet Good Hill in the quarter final at Breffney Park by 116 to 110. Paul Sherlock got a goal for Good Hill after, after 40 seconds, but Tampa Port got on top of midfield. And there were 12 points to 1-5 ahead, coming up to half-time, when Chris McCarthy got on the end of a brilliant flick from Desi Kelleher and got the goal. It was a good moment all around, actually, for Temple Port, because the under-16 team, captained by Declan Martins, won the league final as well in the same month. So they played Drummond in the semi-final, and that got them through to the final when they played Arva. Just like in 77, another local team won the junior championship beforehand. In, in 77, it was Kildallan, and in 95, it was Bethorbert. The Anglo said, said it was an extraordinary victory for Temple Port and a tremendous boost for football in West Cavan. An extraordinary aspect of Temple Port's win was a triumph of experience over youth. Nine of the Temple Port squad were on the verge of entering their 30s, while others were in their mid 30s or past it. <coughs> Which I was a little bit harsh, I thought, saying they were passable. <laughs> they have the medals to show for. <laughs> Defender Gabriel Fee and forward Chris McCaffrey were 38 and 37 respectively. Jim McWhinney was 36, Johnny Edwards was 31, 
Tommy Doonan was 33 and Barry Kelleher and Thomas Men- Menler they don't give their ages but it must be pretty high when I went <laughs> but the sad said it, it also goes to show that age make, makes little difference in the heat of battle if one has the fitness and stamina as well as the skill Tampa Pro managed by former Fermanagh coach Hugh McCabe who was assisted by Sean Baxter and Patsy McGuire the captain on the day was Manus McManus and the man of the match was Gareth Edwards and the final score was 1-14 to 7 points and I'll just run you quickly through the Tampa Pro team in goals was Adrian McGovern. <laughs> the fullback line was Gabriel Fee, Gareth Edwards, and DBV. Then it was Johnny Edwards, C. Kelleher, and Tom McManus. Dermot McMorrow, Chris McCaffrey, Jim McWheeney, Shane McGuire, Desi Kelleher, Manus McManus, and there was a T doing it, I don't know who that was in the corner. Uh, and one sub come on was Kevin, Kevin Callahan. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it sounded like wonderful times. We we have a message in just uh, from Sydney here. It's it's from Danny Ball. He, he says, "Come on, Daisy, get up and talk, will you?" <laughs> you must have something really good to say. <laughs> if at the other end of the world, we're mad for. But uh, look, at, we, we we just go very quickly through through the season back in 95 nine points down against Ballymacue Tom and you scored two goals I'm sure they were just tapping you were just right place at the right time well, I'm not so sure about the t- two goals I scored I didn't didn't realise that but it was to make amends because I, I remember um, Dermot McMurray was making a bit of a run through the field and I went to take a, a sideline ball and it was intercepted and it ended up on the back of the neck back of the net and when I didn't get the head taken off me by Hume here at half time and it was <laughs> from eight but anyway I didn't rea- realise but we were uh, never forget that that match because it was ironic uh, Q was involved with a Fermanagh team that went to an all-star played Armagh below in Armagh and they were seven points up on coasting and they were about to be two points so no one knew better than Q what it was like to be beaten in the end so it was a sweet revenge one but Bernard Flynn of Mead was managing he was taking his first steps into management with uh, Barry McHugh at that time and he was uh, devastated gobsmacked after the ring and couldn't come back I know that uh, Manus uh, got a goal there and um, very improved but uh, it was sweet to come back all night. We were going all night in Division 1 of the league that year. We trained very hard from the 9th of January. 600 metre runs. We'd been running solid for six weeks. He said it was time to us and so it did. And I suppose, Adrian, as, as goalkeeper, did you have to do a lot of running with the lads? Oh, Jesus. I needed to go and hide that day. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, I was only have to hold back from a bad knee injury or uh, a dead leg injury conceded against Corn or Fena. A month before that, when I came back in, it was no excuse, I was just rusty as hell. That I would just have asked that round, it might be a bit easier. Sorry. No, it should be on. Oh, no, no, I, as I said, I nearly had to hide that day from the lads. I was only hold back out of injury and force. Soft enough goals that day. I think Garrett Edwards told me anyway. <laughs> 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 it was kind of a way. But I know it was a fantastic comeback that day against Barry McHugh. Like, you know, I won't cut out, but I have to tell you, we're talking about passion and commitment. The boys really dug deep in the last 10 minutes. And I think that was a stepping stone of to put a bit of insert, a bit of belief in what it was all about and how we could actually win the championship. And we moved on from there. So just took it from there. Yeah, I suppose, Paul, I might get you to just give that wireless mic back over this direction now. 
we'll, we'll keep our passing around. Moving on then into, into the, the next game was against Lacken, where you drew the first day. Tell us a bit about that one, Desi. I think it was um, it was a very tight game. Lacken was a very good team at the time, and it was a touch and go all the way. And I think we went down, we went down three points, but we got three frees in injury time. But they were handy enough frees, like they weren't. <laughs> You're very modest. Uh, yeah, but Jim Jim McAweeny was supposed to take the long range frees, but when he seen that, when he ran away, and he didn't. Take the last <laughs> one, so. So uh, I had to. Somebody had to step up. Someone, but that was the way it was. Like we were all after beating Ballymacue, coming back that day. Like we, we were fit for Anton, you know. We, we we thought we couldn't be bet, and that's the way it was with us. And we we just kept moving on and on after that. But uh, it was a, it was a tough game that day. But we got through it, you know. So it was a, in the end it proved to be a, a fatal point to get us through because if we did lose that, we were under serious pressure. So. Anyway, it was, it, was, it was part of the journey. He's got the journey. And, and I suppose, Manus, then you moved on and you played much of Connacht. Uh, you beat them by one point in Killigarry. That must have been a close battle, obviously, one point. Yeah, close battle, surely. Uh, I have to say, I, I wouldn't regret man to remember back that much about the games. but uh, Concussions, is it? That, that yeah, I think that was it, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I do know that Desi did take us out of trouble on numerous occasions. And... Uh, just on the football field between himself yeah absolutely between himself and Tommy here and Shane uh, and, and, and a lot of the rest of the lads um, we, we pulled through anyway yeah you pulled through all, all the way through to the um, you played Coothill then I think it was in the was that in the semi-final or quarter-final yeah. you played Coothill yeah that was a uh, very tight match you just went the, behind early on that's right um, went behind early on and uh, look at I suppose Showed great courage and commitment to come back in that game, and uh, it set us up really for you know, which was probably our best game against uh, Drummerly in the semis. Now be careful. I'm a Drummerly man. And I don't yeah. want to hear any any false stories about good yeah. Drummerly footballers. But at that stage, it was a very good Drummerly team. It was, yeah. We just everything seemed to click on the day against Drummerly and uh, performed very well on that particular day. Um, which look. You know, it's, it's it's great to be back talking about it tonight, but I suppose we, we have to be thinking of the boys tomorrow and hopefully they'll, they'll, they'll do the job for us tomorrow, you know. Hopefully so. We'll, we'll go on to Shane because, they, as, as Paul alluded to, for some reason there was no report of that game, Drummley in the semi-final. Can you remember much about it, Shane? Well, you were a bit uh, younger than most of the Isle fellas involved. Yeah. I was a lot younger at the time and, uh, of course, Desi, he... They could remember every kick of the ball that time, every match, I think. But uh, there's a lot of people said it was probably the best exhibition of football again, Drummelee, the Temple Board team ever gave in Breathlin Power. So we had a great game, like, and probably went in underdogs to, uh, against Arva, but we were fairly convincing winners at the same time, you know. But uh, look at we had a uh, Hugh McCabe come in that time, and he was a very modern manager, which I'd say. No, no, no club had in Cavan at that stage, so he brought us to a different level, I think, you know. But like as Mana says, you know, we are here tonight, but it's about the present team, do. And, you know, I'd say they're all a great batch of young lads, and they're out tomorrow, and I think hopefully we don't at that time, but it is 20 years ago, and it's about the present now. And I hopefully all will go well tomorrow, and they're young, and 
have a lot of pressure on their shoulders, but I hope they take it on their stride, you know, and if all goes well for them, if they play the way they can play, I think they'll do the business, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure if they play to their ability, they will do the business. I suppose looking looking to the final, just we'll finish up on 95. Thomas, he's played to your ability. You, you, you won the game very convincingly, ten points in the end, but it was a good performance in 95. Uh, it was very good. But even looking back on some of the football there tonight, it was it was uh, about 70 percent heart and rest uh, football. But as the boys said, there's very little coverage of the the Drumalee semi-final and indeed the Cotill. There were both two high-scoring games and they were very good games. I think it was Shane I was talking to earlier said that, I forget who he was talking to, but they said it was one of the best exhibitions. Francie Corrigan, was it? The late Francie Corrigan said it was one of the best exhibitions of football he had ever seen from a Temple Fort team in, in all the generations. But as, 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 as the boys alluded to, uh, hopefully there's a, a great, I know it's 20 years on, it's too long, uh, there's a few lads there that are, are there since 98, uh, 99 and they're still in, in, in the panel tomorrow and they were sure that there was going to be a final every year that heard so much about the Templeport team so the lads that are there now know that this is a great opportunity uh, they're in a final to get to, get to the final Fenton has them in, 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 in top class shape so if they go out and uh, play to their ability tomorrow I have no doubt that uh, we'll be bringing the Sean Letty Cup back back to, back to Bonboy yeah, well. Adrian you, you know a lot about coaching and underage but and, and a lot about football but these young fellas coming through in Templeport they're, they're a beautiful breed of footballer Oh, definitely. Yeah. I'd have to say they're fantastic footballers. Uh, but it, it has to go back to the, the coaching this last, this last nine or ten years. Then that's how a young team has started off. The, the skill and the ability they have, and you have to give credit to the coaches that has been with them and and stuck to the coaches and the basic skills of Gaelic football. And that is what has got them there today where they are. Do you know what I mean? And please God, with the help of God, what they have learned the last, last number of years, they'll bring it to the table tomorrow and they'll be able to score in Bethany Park and bring that cup back home with them because they have it. And one thing everybody forgets about is, and one thing them young guys are going to forget about tomorrow, is that's going to enjoy the day. Enjoy the game of football and live in the moment and give it their all and take it from there. Would you have any worries for them taking back the 95? Would you have any worries about the occasion getting to them? Or? No, it would be a different situation if they were never in Bethany Park before or they were just throwing them there the deep end. But they have, they have won before in Bethany Park, you know what I mean? And the young guys have all won in Bethany Park at minor level. I know it's senior football now, but and the senior lads are there, they want to win. So I think you have a good combination of strength and experience and youth and combine that all together and concentrate on their own game, regardless of what kind of fame throws at them. Tony Pokemon concentrates on their own game, plays the, the, to the plan that Fintan has stepped up. I really believe we'll be back here tomorrow night. A new microphone. With no microphone and lots and lots <laughs> of fights in hand. <laughs> Shane, looking looking to tomorrow, where's the game going to be won and lost? Well, uh, all these young lads, like what Adrian says, like the Templeport young lads is used to winning, you know. They have one under twelve, under fourteen, under sixteen, and that. But I suppose the middle of the field, sure, it's the big, it's the big area for everyone, you know. The engine room. Yeah, it's the engine room and. Uh, I still think if we can get enough supply, we have the forwards to win it. But Cornerfane will be hard bet, you know. So Cornerfane's probably very confident, I'd say, of beating us, you know. But 
they're young Temple Port and were compared to when we played 20 years ago Bracken Park was a big boo-boo for us like when we produced it it was great which we did that year but normally Temple Port teams didn't where these young lads love getting into it so that's you know that's a big thing now like but I suppose the middle end of the field and if we can score if we get off to a good start we may take it you know so hopefully we can you know Manus, look, look, looking, looking at the Cornerfin team, they've been impressive so far. Obviously, the first game of the league was extremely, or the, of the championship was extremely tight. It was a one-point victory for Cornerfin. Do you think that that will stand maybe more to Templeport that they've come through the back door than Cornerfin sitting cold for a long time? Well, uh, I think that um, obviously the extra games won't do Templeport any harm. They have um, performed really well in the last few matches, and I'd say overall. Um, it suits us the way that set up because Cornerfin will actually feel probably you know they have the upper hand um, uh, from, from the results they have got against us. But uh, I, I genuinely think that uh, you know if we play to our potential tomorrow, we have a really good chance of, of pulling it off. And uh, just wish them the, the absolute best of luck. I know it's a very looking at that video there tonight. I can I can remember the nerves on the day, and it's. Uh, it's a it's a huge thing. I remember um, Jim McQueenie saying to me um, before we went out on the field. He he was 36 at the time, and uh, he said to me, he says, I thought we were going to be in these every every year. He says, and I played in the last one, which was 17 years previous to that. So it's 20 years now, and I just I wish the boys the best of luck. And, and I know that uh, it's a huge occasion for the club and. For the youngsters in the club watching this this team, it's very very important, and uh, just want to wish them the very best luck. Yeah, so we all want to reiterate that, Desi. Um, just just finally thinking back then the '95. But what, what will these young lads be feeling tonight? How will how will they will will it be a sleepless night for them? Well, I'd say the the older members would probably win. It's the first ever final. Uh, the younger lads they played a minor final three years ago the C uh, the, in Division 1 which was a big match for them and they were very unlucky that day a few things went against them and Liam got injured too when he was going through on goal but you know with only what that day they learned a lesson that they hadn't been betting too many matches and it was them from that and they'll go tomorrow them young lads they give some great forwards we have, we have probably four or five of the best forwards we've ever had in the club at this present moment in time and <laughs> no, no, but they, oh, no, not, but they are better. They're faster, they're more cute, and they're, they're very fit, and they're good lads. And on the day tomorrow, I, I, I generally think they have a great chance of winning. I really do, because they, they, they can improve. Cornerfin, the first day in Kilachandra, played very, very well, and we weren't that good, but we're still up four points twice in the game. And, we, and you know, we we have played a lot of games since, and we just haven't hit peak yet. And I think tomorrow, if we if we do peak. Tomorrow night should be a great night on Bondi. Yeah, definitely, definitely will. I suppose it's it's all it's all down to the players now. From from here on in, it's it, it's in them. They have the potential to go out and win it, but it's it's going to be can they deal with the occasion? Can they perform to the best of their ability? You know, we, we do want to wish them the very best of luck. I might uh, I might let you lads take a seat now. Unless there's anything else you want to say, Thomas. No, nice and quiet. We we might just finish off. I'll, I'll, I'll bring in Paul Fitzpatrick here. I suppose between myself and Paul Fitzpatrick, we'd, uh, we we cover most games in 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 Cavan. We've been at a hell of a lot of games this year, but 
we'll, we'll just discuss this Temple Port team very quickly. Five minutes and then we'll, we'll let you all go and enjoy your night. But the Temple Port team, I'm just get, getting too close to Paul. It wasn't working out well there. But look at this Temple Port team. From looking at it, where, where are they going to win this game? Where is the game potentially going to be lost? I think the Templeport forward line is the, holds the key to winning this one, Damien. Uh, everyone talked about it all night. Templeport definitely have the best forwards in, in the junior championship. And if they can break even around the middle of the field and get a good supply of ball into the likes of Owen Doon and uh, Liam Galligan, Ben Cairn, I think they'll put up enough scores. And it's given good weather, which should, should suit a team with, with fast, skillful forwards like Templeport. The big open spaces in Breffney Park, you know, you've the, the likes of Ben Cairn and who can spray a pass from 40, 50, 60 yards to inside forwards like Liam Galligan and the way Owen Doonan is playing, that has to be a huge worry then for Corner Fane, how they are going to try and crowd out those spaces. Do you expect Corner Fane to be very defensive? Yeah, I'd say they will be defensive, but they put up a massive score in the semi-final and their inside forward scored, scored 110 between them. Uh, Paul Tully, uh, Dan Morton, Barry Doyle scored 1-3, so they have plenty of firepower themselves. Liam Dignan as well. Look at looking at, at the corner fan point, where where do you see the matchups, the key matchups being who who'll be the players that'll go out and pick up Barry Doyle, Liam Dignan for they're the key men for corner fan. I think uh, Tampa Port are fairly solid at the back. Sean Dolan's playing very well, full back. Michael Levine is brilliant cornerback, very good young player and that block in the semi. Yeah, great block he put in the semi final. And Lassen Morgan I think has been very good, very strong player as well, a wing half back. So they're, they're a very well balanced team. If they can get a, an edge in the middle of the field, uh, um, I think they've a hell of a chance. Great chance. I hope they win it. I've been tipping them all year, so hopefully they'll do it. You have indeed. And a quick word about your club mate, Fintan Riley. He's starting his managerial career, I suppose. He started very well. Yeah, he started very well. He was always he was always a good man to, to train underage teams in Red Hills, and he was he would be a very keen follower of football, and he would have trained very hard as well. So I'm not surprised that he's that he's done well with Templeport. Yeah, no doubt at all. And look at... Well, suppose, folks, we, we, we'll finish up here. We just want to uh, thank Brian and Sheila from the Keeper's Arms uh, for having this event here and to all the, the committee in Templeport who helped, helped organise this event. Also, a, a, a thanks to Danny Ball and to Joe McKiernan who are constantly in contact here on MixLR. But it's great to have people from Templeport listening in around the world um, to this event. We'll, we'll finish off just by wishing, wishing Templeport and Cornerfin good luck tomorrow. Obviously, we hope that it's Templeport win it because we're down in Bombay. But most importantly, that the lads said it earlier on, that the players go out and enjoy the occasion. And really, it's, it's a day that they will never forget for the rest of their lives. And hopefully, it, it's a positive day for them. But either way, that it's a good occasion. I said it earlier on in the year, or I said it earlier on in the week on the podcast on We Are Cabin. It's set up to be one of the best junior finals in the history of Cavan football because you've got two teams that are scoring so freely. We've got Templeport who are averaging 19 points a game. You've got Cornerfane who are averaging 17 points a game. So if if we get that, I think everybody would be happy. Templeport win by two, and we'll have we'll have almost 40 scores. Yeah. If- if, if Tavenport can win by one point there, I think everyone here will be happy tomorrow night. I think so, I think so. So again, look at thanks very much and tune in to wearecabin.com tomorrow where we will be bringing you live coverage. Say that again. Uh, Adrian, Adrian, Adrian McGovern is just saying a big hello to Danny and to um, Joe they're tuning in around the world so look at but listen in tomorrow where on wearecavan.com we'll be bringing you live coverage of the hotel or of the Cully's Craft Bakery just Barney Cully will kill me for a junior championship final we, we've been brought up jams here I think are we? 
Who have we got here? Coming from Temple Port, I'm part of the 95 team. I may be only a sub, but um, you're part I of want it. to present you from Northern Sound with Temple Port, honey. Ah, uh, thank you very much. Okay, baby, lucky. You're dumbly. Take one of that and look at it. This is the honey St. Aidan was reared on. Ah, lovely. Well played you. The honey St. Aidan was reared on. Thank you very much. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, how many is in your team? Uh, geez, we've, we've lots in the team, but... There's just you here up at the front, but there's a uh, backroom staff. There is, there's a backroom staff. How many, how uh, many uh, are we talking about? There's, there's only four of us all together. Fair play to you. We'll pass that on. Thank you very much. Yeah. What's your name, sir? Uh, that's a taste of temple port. To taste of temple port. Temple port honey, folks. If you see it in the shops, get out and buy it. I'm sure I can't have it in the shops because I'm not able to produce it. You oh, right. one of the lucky ones. Uh, one of the privileged ones. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. So that's folks, a gift from Temple Port. I, that's it. I was a member of the '95 team, but I'm only a sub. Fair play to you. Fair play Aiden to you. Brady is the name. Aiden Brady. Thank you very much for that. Appreciate that. Okay, folks, we're going to wrap it up with that. So, look, best of luck to Temple Port tomorrow in the final. Hopefully, it's celebration time in Bombay tomorrow night. So, thanks to Paul Fitzpatrick. And for me, Damien Dunhill, enjoy the day. Enjoy the occasion. Everyone's talking about Luna Bar, Cavan's most vibrant new venue. With our big screen TVs, live music every weekend and free function room. We cater for everyone. Luna Bar, Main Street Cavan, the newest hotspot in town. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Councillor Damien Brady would like to wish Templeport and the management team the very best of luck in today's Junior Championship final. Councillor Sean Smith sends his best wishes to the Templeport team, club and management for Sunday's final. Best wishes to Corner Fain in the final from Thomas McGibney Accountants, Virginia. Andy Cronin, Baron Lounge Balagna, wishes Corner Fain the best of luck in the Junior final. Good luck and best wishes to Templeport from Bernard McManus Construction, Mullenacre, Ballyconnell. Charlie Boylan and all the staff in Crestoni Tractors wishes Corner Fane the very best of luck in the junior final on Sunday. Best of luck to the Reds against Templeport in Sunday's junior championship final from Rita Martin and Co. Solicitors, Main Street, Virginia.
check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. Club V is Calvin's best over 21s entertainment venue. With state-of-the-art lighting and sound system, VIP room with bar, as well as a cocktail bar, outdoor heated and fully seated smoking area, so you can sit, relax, and take time to catch up with friends. Club V opens every Saturday night and holiday Sunday at 11pm. To find out more about Club V and our upcoming events, follow us on Twitter or become a fan on Facebook. Club V Virginia at the Riverfront Hotel.